Welcome to Let's Talk a Little Shop, a podcast created by ASD Market Week. Let's Talk a Little Shop aims to help small businesses navigate the rapidly changing retail landscape. Whether you own a brick and mortar store, are an online seller, or both, this podcast provides tangible strategies to keep your cash register ringing. Hi, everyone. It's Michaela, and I am back today with someone that I want all of our retail audience to know from ASD. She is a very important person. She is the queen bee of attendee relations and buyer needs, and I'm going to let her self-introduce. Michaela, I love it. So I am Stephanie. I've been in the trade show industry slash world for about 14 years. And I have recently come back to ASD Market Week in a new position by Relations Director. So I'm so excited. I love, love, love the show. It's so unique. And getting a chance to work with attendees from all over the world, it's, it's just so inspiring. Like, I'm so happy. So, Stephanie, we got to do rapid fire. Okay. Why should retailers of all types attend ASD? Go. I think... It's the best treasure hunt experience you will ever find. So it's kind of like that TJ Maxx experience where you go through aisle by aisle and you find amazing stuff. And then the margins are up there. So I think everyone needs to go just because you're going to find on trend quirky items that's suitable that you can complement your existing product that's in your storefront. And you're going to get customers really excited to to shop it because you're going to be able to introduce really cool stuff to them. So, Stephanie, what makes ASD different than some of the other retail trade shows out there beyond the wide variety of merchandise? I'd have to say there's a great amount of mom and pops that are present or family owned businesses, and they've perfected their craft where they've been with us for so long that they are really good at guiding newer retailers or attendees Mm -hmm. to making the right purchase for their stores and for their customers. So I would say the intimacy of the people that come and showcase um, their product with us. Okay. And in your role, um, what are some of the things that you're now kind of spearheading to help our attendees with? So I'm diving into the role. Um, I'm really excited for this upcoming event. We're going to have our first Retail Advisory Council. We actually just have Karen with uh, Carolina Pottery. She's joined us. And we're going to lean in and listen to people that have been with us forever of what they like about the show, Mm -hmm. why it's important, why it's a must attend, and they've been with us for so long. But more importantly, what does the future look like? Like, are they scared about what's going on in the industry with inflation and everything else that's going on? So I think that you're going to see some new new things popping up, but not until we better understand our attendees and what those needs are. And if there is a retail group or buying group that would like to learn more about the show, um, how can you help them? Jump on a call. I mean, there's so many questions. It's a very overwhelming show. ASD, we have so much product. We have a lot of inventory, a lot of square footage. So for me, it's hopping on that call and saying, what's your strategy for market? What is your strategy for your storefront? What does that look like? And then coming up with the game plan together. That first trip is so important that you get it right and that you invest the right amount of time. Um, so I want to help guide that experience based on needs. 
Awesome. And I will drop Stephanie's contact details in the show notes so you can reach out to her because that is what she is Mm -hmm. here for, for all of you. And um, Stephanie, let's talk about NRF because you were in New York last week and I know there was a lot going on. So what were some of your top takeaways? So NRF is absolutely amazing. If you are an attendee and you've never been, you should definitely go. Mm -hmm. Um, Standing room only. And it was so nice because from a global aspect, so many international attendees were present, um, which we really haven't seen for a couple of years. So that's Mm -hmm. been great. And the sessions and the content, it really focused on people being very authentic to their brand. I think during COVID, a lot of companies... They didn't know what to do. They had to furlough a lot of their associates, which made it very difficult because they had limited staff. But then it became, who are we and why should somebody continue to shop our establishment? So a common theme was being able to, if you're a luxury brand and you have a concierge VIP service, stay in that lane and really own it. If you're a discounter, what can you do from like an omni-channel standpoint of really making that person purchasing have a seamless experience. They don't want to know that they have or that they're working with technology. They want to understand that whatever I'm doing, it's just so easy and I can't wait to buy more. So between the apps, the online coupons, having storefronts that are really easy to shop and navigate, um, those those were really two two big picture items. Okay, so let's dig into those a little bit. When you mm-hmm. say um, storefronts that are easy to navigate, is that online, in person, or both? Both. Both. The omni-channel experience is making sure that your storefront also matches whatever you have from an online or app standpoint. Okay. So you want to make that person just feel very comfortable, Mm -hmm. um, whether they decide that they want to shop on that app and then be able to pick it up in two hours at that Mm -hmm. store, or they're in the mood to get away from the household. I'm a mom of two. I want to get away from my kids sometimes. And, you know, it's nice. It's nice to go to Mm -hmm. a brick and mortar and just be able to take it all in. And, and find things that maybe you're not used to purchasing. All right. All right. And in, in that, so there, there, it sounds like this is reinforcing some of our other experts about merchandising is key. So they need to have a good mix. They need to have things that turn regularly. So d- was there any conversation around like product trends or general merchandising trends that kind of popped in that caught your interest? The actually what's, not new merchandise, which is very, very valuable and very important, but there was actually a really good discussion on resale and sustainability. Yep, IKEA yep. nailed it. And they were talking about their program where you can bring in your gently used or maybe overused furniture and you could take it on in and you'd get a credit. They'll fix up your, your furniture so that the next person can enjoy it, right, at a discounted rate. But what they found was that by offering that service, that person that turned in that used furniture would then go shopping and they would increase their basket size because they were looking for the brand new fresh sheets. They wanted something cool, like a new picture on the wall. And so they spent more money just by offering the resale program. And they felt really good as a consumer and somebody from the environment standpoint that they were doing good for, for the earth, which is great. 
I love that. And we just had a huge piece on that about, you know, the whole secondhand and resale market. So I'm going to just slide into Stephanie's thunder real quick. And A, we'll drop the links to that in the show notes. But also remember, like so many of you have um, small businesses, even if you have a couple stores, um, you you have so many options to capitalize on retail, uh, sorry, resale and secondhand, you know, Adding in antiques, adding in vintage, adding in, um, you know, reclaimed wood goods made by somebody locally. Don't be afraid to test, um, you know, gently used or, you know, vintage or antiques as part of your merchandising strategy. Because you know what? Those things are one of a kind. Those are hard to find. And if you don't have a, a good flea market or a series of antique shops, you can use Etsy. You can use um, eBay. There are so many cool finds. I mean, you can even go to your local Goodwill or we have like Value Village out here in, on the West Coast in in the Washington area, don't be afraid to try it. It's it's it could really lend some very unique and surprising um, impacts to your cash register and f- cash flow. And it's kind of that whole reimagining your storefront. I love it. So yeah. Madewell, they did a pop up shop. They used a part of their store. Love Madewell. Like. They weren't utilizing that space and they did this pop-up. So they encouraged everyone because they partnered up with ThreadUp. So they do all the gently used clothing and yep. they're recycling it that way. But they had workshops. So it taught you how to mend. Like if your denim had a tear in it, they taught you how to mend it. They taught you how to care for your denim. So it became this whole experience in which it was really interactive. They were able to use space that wasn't being used. Um, and the customers just left feeling really, really good. And they learn something, which is great. Yeah, I love that. And so what what else kind of um, you're talking about kind of app culture? You were talking about um, kind of curating these frictionless experiences. What were some of the other themes that you were hearing um, and trends that you were hearing at NRF in some of those sessions? So w- one of them, this is a storefront idea that's super cute. And it is called the, the company is called Camp. And they are based off in New York and it's for this whole experience for the family, right? So you can buy your tickets and everything before you get there, but it's this small little room that has everything's interactive for kids. So if there's like a shopping cart, it's like a little mini one and the kids can touch it. They can play with it. And then there's this secret door. So the kids can then go through this secret door, right? And it goes into this really big room and they put on plays. So they had Encanto um, as their monthly theme. And so the family got to all go through the doors. They sat, they did this theater-like production. And then afterwards, they got to buy all the product, whether it was the dress that the little girl was wearing or if there was a wand. Super cool. So I, I think that, um, again, just redefining experiences for the family and making them want to go to a store or Let's say you can't go to a store and you're sick and you really want to pick something up using your storefront and a capacity where you can go on an app, you can type everything in that you need, and then you can have somebody put it in your trunk without having to touch anyone. That's going to that's gonna keep being a theme for, for 2023 and beyond. It's just the convenience and the ease of everything. So, Stephanie, it seems like the key theme this year at NRF was like the resurgence of physical retail. Um, talk to me more about that. Was there anyone doing some really amazing stuff or examples at NRF 
talking about how they're, you know, kind of reinvigorating that store store experience. It was delightful. Yes, the brick and mortar is back and it's stronger than ever. And Peco did the most brilliant job of capturing every component of it. So they started off their session with a doggy for adoption, a little fur baby who was super cute and he didn't want to stay on the stage. So he left. But Peco's doing it all right. They are using a store where as a fur baby owner, I can take them. I can Mm -hmm. have my pet find their favorite treat, Mm -hmm. private label or branded. It doesn't matter. They get to have um, lessons trained, right? So training that puppy. So maybe they're not eating or trying to chew you up. (laughs) And then they have, they're investing in vets so that you can actually go. And if something's wrong, your animal can be taken care of. And then there's there's this whole partnership with um, I want to say it's City Citibank, okay. Or I'll, I'll have to check it again. But they've partnered up to have healthcare for for your animals, so it's super affordable. So like I have an English bulldog that just had surgery, and I can't I can't get any insurance anywhere. It's so expensive. Yeah. So Petco is taking all those concerns from their consumers. And they're wrapping it all up so that you want to go to their store because they satisfy all your needs. It's a one-stop shop. I love it. Did did the puppy on stage get adopted? I think so. He was so okay. Cute. We have to find <laughs> out because, like, that's just like that's what I mean. Or's done that right in the past, where outdoor retailer is one of our sister shows, but they've partnered with with um, rescue groups to find um, fur babies, especially dogs, homes yes. with right families. So, oh my gosh, we're gonna have we'll find out and let you guys know. And it'll be interesting because Petco's also going rural, so their stores that they're opening up are now going to include chickens and horse care items and all that kind of stuff. So they are definitely turning the page even more for bigger stores. So coming at you for 2023 and 2024, get excited. I think uh, Pepco needs to be at ASD because we have a whole section with all that. I love it. I mean, that's a really interesting evolution, right? Like that's, that's going beyond just a standard city person who owns, you know, maybe cats, dogs, fish or whatever, because more people are moving out to the country. More people are doing homesteading and doing, you know, small scale livestock. And that is, um, you know, chickens, rabbits, things like that. That's amazing. You know, you know me, I have, you know, three horses, so I'm excited. (laughs) Very, very cool. Um, so Stephanie, what was one more really, really exciting thing from NRF that you can share with everybody today? This is a, this is a good feeling one. So associates, right. In the past, we talked about staff, employees, yeah. That is not a word that was used while being at NRF. And again, post-COVID, so many associates went through the ringer where yes. they lost their jobs, they were furloughed. So really, a lot of the bigger companies are looking to reinvest in those associates and they want to do training. Great example of it is that Whole Foods, they are doing a cake decorating um, mentorship program. So they are using their store and they're encouraging people who, who want to use this as like a future craft for them. Yeah, teaching them and training them how to make these eloquent cakes and so and and doing all these things. And so that way, if their entrepreneurial spirit someday leads them that they want to do their own shop, they're going to get trained in that skill set. Same thing with Lowe's. Lowe's wants to make sure that there's there's training to be the next electrician or the next plumber. So I think a big thing is reinvesting in your show associates, letting them learn new 
new experiences and seeing how how they can grow for the future within that company or outside that's, the company. That's amazing. Yeah, earlier this year we t- Deanna McIntosh and I talked about, you know, employee employee development and retention. Like, you know, helping them help you by helping by supporting some of their dreams and their interests and and growing together or incorporating their ideas of how to do things better on the store floor since they are the daily front line if you might be a little bit more removed if you're further along in your business. So, I love to hear that that's also ringing true on a larger scale. It's so good. And you're, and you're right. If you have happy employees or happy associates, like that's your forward facing brand, right? You want them to be smiling and offering support to, to every person that comes into your storefront. So it was, it was really good, really positive to hear so many bigger brands say that that's a primary um, initiative for their company. I, I couldn't agree more. So Stephanie, in, in our last few moments together, mm-hmm. Give me the thing that you love the most about ASD. I'm going to say, again, the people. The people are so delightful. If you take a moment to just walk down an aisle, whether it's an exhibitor, an attendee, somebody from press, an ASD staff member, everyone is just so warm and welcoming and knowledgeable and are ready to have a conversation with you. So I think that um, there's no like big walls. You don't feel like you can't go have a, a conversation with someone. You feel like no matter what, there's no stupid questions. And I can ask about your product and you're going to tell me everything I need to know about it. And it's going to be fun while you walk me through the steps. So ASD is all about the people and the connections and the great yeah. product. I love it. I love it. So you guys, the show is less than a month away. If you still haven't registered, uh, registration is open. Click the link below and we would love to see you there. And Stephanie and I will be on the show floor looking amazing and would love to spend some time with you if if you want to walk it with us or if you need some advice or even to find stuff because uh, that's what we do. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Michaela. Thanks for listening. To learn more, visit ASD Market Week at asdonline.com. To listen to more great episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, or Spotify, and make sure to rate us too.